Hi, I'm Jen. I'm Anthony, and this is Bottom Bracket Biking Podcast. A couple's guide to biking. Hey guys, welcome to episode 32. Today we're going to be talking about our recent bike trip out to Colorado. Colorado is where we went. (laughs) (laughs) But first, let's do a couple of events. Anthony, what do you have? Um, Hey, Ragbrad's going on this week. Um, That's all we're going to say about it. If you don't know what's going on, what, what? Anyway, the event that I wanted to do, <laughs> uh, the Des Moines Tour and Birthday Ride. Mountain Bike Tour and Birthday Ride. For Andre Rethman, is that how you say his last name? Yeah. I've never said his last name. Andre, he's a friend of ours, and he put his birthday ride on Bike Iowa, and I thought it was so funny that we had to read it. It's uh, next Saturday from when we're recording this, July 31st, 2021, starts at 8 a.m., it's a 70 to 75 mile estimated ride. Just going to go all over the place. They're going to meet at Mullets and they're going to ride, let's see here, Ewing, Sycamore, and Center. And it's going to take like all day, 70 to 75 miles. So, And yeah, not just riding those trails, but riding between those trails on the pavement as well. Oh yeah, you ain't driving between those, but it's a, it's a fun ride. So you can drive between them if you want. Uh, I just I just thought it was funny. He put his birthday ride on the Iowa event calendar and you know what? He put it there, so we'll read it because it's funny and interesting. Uh, Do you got something, Jen? Yes, I do. And this one actually isn't on the Iowa event calendar. Uh, Ben, come on. I'm breaking with uh, requirements a little bit here, but I've been helping put this on. And you guys have probably heard us talk about Ben Tufford quite a bit. So I'm going to pitch his his event here. It is August 14th and 15th at Ewing Park, not on the trails, but in some of the green space there. And it is a mountain bike skills clinic. So... The first day, 14th, um, the Saturday, is primarily women-specific courses. So there's mountain bike essentials, progressions, intro to drops and jumps, and then there is a co-ed intro to drops and jumps that day. And then the second day is the same thing with just co-ed. And then that evening, there is an advanced jumping with a... um, I wanted to say beanbag, an airbag. A, a giant beanbag <laughs> chair. So, yeah, it's an inflatable, like, airbag landing pad. And if you're interested in doing that, you do have to do the intro to drops and jumps course first so he knows you're not going to, you know, kill yourself on it. But, yeah, check it out. Yeah, you've heard us talk to, about Ben a lot. He's a NICA coach down in Bentonville. He wrote the gosh darn book on NICA skills for the introduction. Mm-hmm. His... I did the Nike's coaching class, thank you, COVID, and uh, I he he was the, the, in the picture the, on the book, like the book of demonstrating the skills is literally this guy, uh, and he's he's really good. We've ridden with him, we've done skill stuff with him before. I highly recommend it, and I'm gonna do the giant beanbag. <laughs> I will not be doing that one. I think I might show up and heckle. I'm very curious about that, but I'm going to do progressions and intro to drops and jumps again, which I've done in the past and feel like I could use a refresher to actually hone in skills that I was just learning last time. Yeah. So yeah, hope to see some of you guys there. Sign up August 14th. And 15th. And 15th. All right, cool. Let's get to the mountain biking. Woo! So we went to, where'd we go? Uh, well, the plan was we were going to go out to Boulder for a day, spend it there, maybe go ride at Valmont. Anthony's ridden there. I never have, you know, ease into uh, elevation because we go from 900 feet here. And it's kind of nice to do a stop at 5,000 before you go up to 9,000. 
And then we're going to go up to uh, Winter Park, Trestle Bike Park, and then to Breckenridge. And Anthony, do you want to tell the lovely people? Um, so this was we're driving out on Saturday. You want to tell them what you uh, texted me on, what was it, Thursday before we went I think out? it was Wednesday. I think we had three days. I think it was Thursday. Uh, I texted Jen, holy crap, MTB Nationals are going on while we're in Winter Park. Uh, mountain Bike Nationals, i.e., you know... Where they do the races. So, I should say, Jen's first thought with this is, oh, crap, are we going to be able to ride there? Like, is this going to be an issue? Are we going to be able to do the trails? Oh, that's what you were worried about? Would you like to tell me your first thought? My third, first thought was, I get a race in Mountain Bike Nationals. So, what did we do? We raced Mountain Bike Nationals. <laughs> um, to, to clarify, Anthony raced Mountain Bike Nationals. Yeah, so they have all kinds. Oh my gosh, it's like heaven out there with Mountain Bike Nationals. They have cross country, enduro, downhill, dual slalom. They've got like everything. It was incredible. Yeah, it's Nationals. I know, but I come from Iowa. <laughs> but I started looking into it thinking, you know... All right, we're going to be out there at the same time. We'll get to see some people race. It'll be kind of interesting. And then I looked and I realized, oh, we're going to be out there when they're doing the non-championship division, which means I don't have to qualify and prove that I'm good. It's the for fun race, essentially. And yeah, I should say this was like a, what, week and a half event? Yeah, it's a 10-day event. Yeah, it wasn't. It was going on while we were there, but we were not there for the whole thing. It was very spread out. Yeah, there was no guarantee that it was going to be the correct timing. Mm -hmm. It happened to be the correct timing, and I was like, Jen, the first day in Winter Park, I can do a cross-country mountain bike race at 9,000 feet. This sounds like a great idea. Yeah, just just add a zero to the end of your elevation and go race. This will be fun. Yeah, so I, as I have been known to do, just threw a giant wrench in all of our plans and we ended up driving up the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, first tip of the show, spend more than 26 hours at elevation before you do a race at maximum uh, effort. <laughs> well, especially because you did the cross-country race, and that started at 9,000 feet and then went up 500 feet. Yeah, the cross-country... Oh, God, the cross-country course. Are we going to get into that, or you want to talk about planning some more? Uh, let's get into the course. Tell us about that. Uh, the course was mm, amazing. It started off with a 500-foot climb, which was not amazing. It went up uh, basically an access road to get up, and then it went up uh, part of a downhill course. <laughs> so they closed off part of the downhill course. And downhill trail? Downhill trail. Yeah, whatever. Sometimes people ask me, like, why, why would you pay to race? And the answer is, so I can go as fast as I physically can on courses that are well-prepared and, like, do things that you never normally would never be able to do. And this is one of those. Yeah, because it was the same course that the pros raced on, right? Well, so, yeah, the course that we raced on was the same as the pros did. They closed it off so we could go just hauling balls down a cross-country Black Diamond Trail, which was incredible. And part of it went up a, a green trail that was the downhill only. So they closed off the downhill only trail so we could climb up it. So you'd never get to ride that unless you were part of this race. Yeah, you'd never get to ride it. And if you did ride it the way we did, it would be shockingly reckless. <laughs> uh, because even the, the, the two-way cross-country trail, you know, you got to be careful. Mm -hmm. But anyway, we get up to like 400 feet climbing and then we have another 100 feet on a back and forth uh, green downhill mm -hmm. trail that they closed off. So we get to that. And then from there... Almost to the finish line was just downhill madness. I mean, dude, these these the, the technical level of cross country trails is just mind boggling. Like I just doing the trail would be impressive. So 
Yeah, I got to ride part of it at much slower speeds on Sunday, and you raced what Monday? Yeah, well, the day after. Yeah, and it was. I was going slow, but I can see if you were going fast on those trails. Well, you're saying it wasn't so much you were going over roots as you were kind of jumping off of them and landing on a, a further down section. So, yeah, coming down, there was a bunch of rooty, like, awkward rocks that you had to go, like, through. And there was a bunch of switch, not switchbacks, but just turns. Oh, they were so fun. Well, you didn't, you didn't ride oh, that Oh, not part. that one? No, you didn't ride that part. I like the section that we did, so this sounds even cooler. Yeah, there were rocks that were sticking up like six inches, and you had to like, <laughs> you know, bounce your tire off of it to not crash. And then we got to the part that we did, which was just like a super fast, almost, almost double track. That went down. And then we got to the fun part where it dropped in. It was like flowy and jumpy, and you got to pull out all your technical skills to do that. That was, that was really fun. And then from there, it kind of leveled out. It took a hard, hard right turn where you could easily wipe out. <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of climbing. Oh, my gosh. I mean, after that, it, it was just pedal, pedal, pedal. So it was a five-mile loop, and you did that three times, correct? Mm-hmm. Three times. And but... uh, do you want to tell them about your competitors? Yeah, they were good. What about them? <laughs> your age group? Oh, yeah, my, my, yeah, my age group. So the other reason I signed up, because I looked at all the people in my age group, and there didn't exist, and I thought, well, that's weird. Turns out, no one in my age group had signed up. So I did, and I won my age group of one person. Mm -hmm. So literally, all I had to do was finish. And we were talking about this before the race, and we're like, you know what? If you can actually finish that and not DNF, you probably still deserve that medal, especially coming from Iowa. Oh, yeah. Well, and so there was a real, there was a rock garden section that a bunch of people were practicing to try to get the best line on. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just blasted through it my first time. I probably didn't ride the best line and I wasn't like trying to different lines, but I went right through it. And then when I was racing, there was a whole crowd that, not a crowd, there was probably eight people there. Mm -hmm. And the guy was like, wow, that's the smoothest we've seen all day. And I think he was being nice, but just to have him say that and for me to be able to do it. I totally credit that to Ben and the skills that we have practiced in Bentonville. Oh, yeah. Because if it wasn't for that, I would have just, I, I, I don't know if I would have walked it, but I would have been much more careful. I, I rode that. I did not ride it cleanly. I had to put a foot down to like go, oh, crap, I'm not getting over this rock that I hit wrong. So, yeah, I think it's one of those situations where you definitely were not acclimated. You probably were not in the best physical shape, but your technical skills held up just fine yeah the technical skills totally carried me through on this there were two drops that we took so fast writing down you took them so fast <laughs> that there was like rocks and roots and like it would be kind of challenging to go through down them we just i just everybody i'm i'm almost certain just yeeted themselves over them i mean just we totally missed that drop and uh it made the rocks a lot easier to do if you just didn't touch them mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was that. I ended up finishing what I I mean compared to the pros, I was only like twenty minutes slower. <laughs> so that's pretty good. So they did four laps in the time that you did three? Why do you gotta why do you gotta put me down like that? You could have just said you, you could have just let them think that I was way fast. <laughs> I think the lovely listener should have a little bit of a reference there. Yeah, and I 
I think if we would have had three days to acclimate instead of 26 hours, or even better yet, a week, mm-hmm. it would have been a different story. And for those of you wondering why I didn't race, um, I think it's it might be one of those things where there are some women who are fairly serious about it, but have not decided that they are going to go to that pro level because the there were three women in my age category and two of them finished before Anthony did and there is no way in heck that I could have kept up with Anthony so I'm not feeling ready for mountain bike nationals we'll see maybe I'll actually do some official training next year and try it two of them finished before Anthony did and that's not impressive because they're women that's impressive because the women started like two minutes behind us yeah and they were maybe 15 minutes ahead of you Eh, maybe not maybe not maybe eight yeah but yeah they were uh impressive boy really making anthony look bad that's fine or you know they could be local that's fine i'll show up to the next race anyway even if you do make me feel bad about my life all right so we did that oh that was the other thing it started raining and thundering as we were Mm -hmm. going yeah, so I was doing these this technical descent and these rocky stuff and Rudy stuff. started freaking raining, and I'm like, oh, great. And yeah, I had been, well, we were both supposed to be doing downhill that day, but I was riding with a friend and her boyfriend, and it they shut the gondola down, so we actually only got two runs in. Um, fun fact, if they shut the gondola down for an hour and a half, you can go ask for a rain check. They will not advertise it, but learned that secret yeah i was kind of i'm glad we had somebody who knew what was up because he's like i think we can do this yeah so that actually worked out pretty well and then that day the first day um i had just ridden my own bike and then i was very curious about renting a downhill bike and trying that out bike curious if you will (laughs) sure if you will so the second day copyright bike iowa oh my god (laughs) The second day, I got a, I believe it was a Trek Session 8 full downhill bike, very, very different geometry than my cross-country race bike, and uh, the gondola was also shut down then, not for weather, they just had a bit of an issue with it, and they're like, oh yeah, you can uh, you can bike up the fire road, which Anthony had ridden up yesterday, this was at 400 feet of climbing, and go to, luckily they had a lift up there. Can we talk about Trestle Bike Park, though, and how incredible it is? <laughs> yes, we can. So, so, other than that part, it is great. Trestle Bike Park. Oh, my God. It is a professionally built, like, maintained, the bike park maintains it, trail system. Like, all their all their trails are just incredible. Like, 10-foot tabletops and berms that you could, like, build a house in. It just, ugh. Yeah, they've got some really big berms. We'll get to the, not controversy, contrast that mm-hmm. we saw on our, tra- on our trip. But suffice to say, Trestle is incredible if you like to go big and then go home. So, Jen, how did you like your giant big bike? Did you just send it off these big features? It was, I think I might have if I was more used to it, but it was such a different geometry, much more slack head angle, way, way, way heavier than my bike. Like, it was really throwing me off. I think I'd need a few days with that bike. You got thrown off the bike? No, the bike did not throw me off, but I wasn't used to it. 
And so I thought this was going to kind of let me, you know, rip down the mountain a lot more. And it was nice. I think I might have been babying my bike just a little bit because, you know, my lovely little specialized Epic has 100 mil travel front and back. And this bike had double that, quite literally. So it was kind of fun to just be like, wee, I don't care. I'm going to huck this off of stuff. But honestly, I was just as comfortable on my bike the day before because we were not doing... We stuck to the green and blue trails on this trip. Didn't even get into the... I think we did one blue-black, but, like, there is enough trail there that you can just go ride and have fun on green and blue. I think we mostly did blue our day together. I think we did blue the whole time. I think we did. You're right. Um, And, yeah, it was... It was weird. It just didn't feel... I love my bike, and it it was weird. And I think that's tip number two of the show. Um, don't go to a place and rent a new bike and expect it to be the same as the bike you have. Yes. I, I've seen this before. People renting a bike with a, a different... Even going from a cross-country to a trail bike, not necessarily mm-hmm. a downhill like what you got. Yeah, that was a huge difference. Yeah, the bigger, the bigger tires, the slacker head angle, you're going to get on it, and it's going to take you like days to feel comfortable so i mean that's why i take my cross-country bike everywhere because you know when i'm sending it off big jumps i'm a real careful with it yeah because if i if i smack the backside of a gap jump that bike is done Mm -hmm. i mean i'm probably done but that bike is (laughs) definitely done so i just don't do it that's part of the reason we only did blues is because you know my bike can handle it but yeah, it's weird. I've been working on jumping and like the butt of the bike just didn't want to come up. And there are a few times where I almost landed wrong and like skidded out. I'm like, dang it. Can't jump as well on this bike. I thought I could jump better on a downhill bike. And it, some of that is probably the suspension setup too. You used maybe half of your fork travel. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So I had hey, questions about that. I, oh, yeah. It was... I think it was a little bit stiff. We probably needed to adjust that. Yeah, but I wasn't going to sit there and bust out my fork pump and, you know, whatever. Good enough. Have fun. Be scared. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to try it and yeah. I got to try it and it was really cool. And I had an incredible time biking with my lovely wife who apparently can just send downhill stuff now. Hey, we were on blues. Still. <laughs> I, I, I would look back and be like, all right, let's see if... Je- oh, nope, there she is. Okay. Guess we're going to keep going now. Uh, we bought a... Well, yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, one thing to note is with my bike rental, it came with a full-faced helmet, and I could have gotten, like, body armor if I wanted. I didn't. Um, so instead, I got much more... I don't know what you'd want to call them. Rigid pads. So elbow pads and knee pads, which... That was nice. Honestly, the next time I go, I don't think I'd get a different bike. I think I'd get the um, protection gear because that's kind of what holds me back from a lot of stuff. Like, I'm not sure I'm going to land this right. I think the fact that you have a cross-country bike should hold you back from a lot of stuff. Yes. I'm finally getting to the point where the bike is the limiting factor instead of my skill level being the limiting factor. But I really did like the elbow pads specifically because I have knee pads that I use and elbows were nice. I used knee pads for the first time, mm-hmm. and I went exactly as hard as I normally would because mm-hmm. knee pads do not make me any better. <laughs> big, big lesson, everyone. Just because you have a full face doesn't mean you're better. Was that disappointing to you? No, because I know that. Boom. All right. Done. Winter Park. Airbnb. Get Airbnbs. Oh, my God. Just sorry. I just thought about where we stayed, and we do mm-hmm. Airbnbs. Oh, you get 
you get a bed and a kitchen and a bathroom so you can make breakfast so you save money on that you can make supper so you save money on that uh airbnbs y'all they are amazing so much better than most uh most hotels I will say, though, since we did have to go up that one night early since Anthony was trying to acclimate as fast as possible, we stayed at one of the hotels that is technically part of the Winter Park Resort, the Vintage at the top of the hill. And that was really nice getting to check that out, especially since it was, you know, summer rates instead of winter rates. Yeah, I wasn't going to mention that. I was not impressed with it. Mm -hmm. It was uh, very handy being right there, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. The location? Hmm. Perfect. But yeah, once again, Airbnbs were great. Yeah. So So. that was, we had two days in Winter Park, one day of Anthony racing, one day of both of us riding. And then the next morning we got up and went over to Breckenridge. Breckenridge. We had to put the cats out because we may have named our cat after Breckenridge. Um, His name is Breck and I didn't want him to get confused when we kept talking about him. Yeah, he actually knows his name. So if we keep saying Breck, he will come over and try to be part of the podcast. Yes, we will shorten Breckenridge to Breck because that is just a whole mouthful. Uh, we went to Breckenridge. Mm-hmm. I might just say the whole name. I may have That's lied. Fine. <laughs> and, well, yeah, would you like to introduce it? So, yeah, they have, and we'd been there once in the winter before for skiing, so we had a kind of idea of how it was set up. Weren't really sure how that was going to translate with bikes. So, what Breck does is you don't really go up to the base of the skiing and biking mountain with your car. They have a big parking lot area down on, it must be a a river bottom for how flat it is, or a river valley. So, big parking lot, and then you take a gondola up, And then you can take the lifts up and all that kind of stuff. So free gondola to get up there. And they have it. This was kind of when we realized that it was going to be a different experience than Trestle. (laughs) Because out of the, I don't know, 100 people in line, I think maybe eight of them had bikes and bike helmets. It was a lot of families. Yeah, we showed up. We're like, "Uh, is there a special bike entrance that we don't know about? No, no, there was not. And this was also like at Trestle, you do everything with your bike. You are responsible for your bike. So when you take the gondola up, you walk in with your bike and you hold it. When you get on the lift, you put your bike on the lift and then you sit down behind it and you follow it up. And I guess they do take it off for you at the top because otherwise you couldn't get it. Yeah. It's really hard to describe that audibly, but like just look up bike lift, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, they have a special cart carrier for them. Yeah. It actually is really cool, but it's kind of freaky the first time you do it. But you do it. At Breckenridge, even getting on the gondola where it could have like both of us could have gotten in with our bikes and sat down and taken it up. You hand it off to one of their attendants, and they put it in a specific gondola car that has a one-bike holder, and they actually won't put it on until you get in the gondola. So your bike follows you up the mountain, which is reverse of trestle of what we were used to. Um, So we got up there, and uh, that was kind of weird, but figured it out. Got our We had wristbands instead of, uh, like, little card passes, so that was just one other slight difference. And then... um, we went to, they had the same bike holders to go up the actual lift. We're like, okay, good. We've done this part. We know what we're doing. No, nope. They put your bikes on the lift that go up the mountain as well. Yeah, put your bike here and then you can get on behind it. So we went up and we thought, all right, we're going to take it easy. We'll go down a blue. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> take it easy. Start with blue. Oh my God. <sighs> um, How do I put this nicely? 
it was a very different blue than at Trestle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, the different parks, they rate them however they want. There's not a... I mean, there is a standard, but they don't necessarily have to follow it. Mm-hmm. IMBA has uh, standards for that. Yeah. Which I have read, but... I just, not. It was super easy. I mean, my, my brother, who hasn't biked in probably years, could have done it. Yeah, we went from being, you know, moderately decent riders at Trestle to probably the most experienced riders on that mountain. Yeah, every time we would get done, they would clap for us. It was weird. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> okay, or... If not the most experienced, then the other experienced people were teaching their five-year-olds how to bike down this. Like, we saw a lot of little kids going slow. Like, yeah, I'm on a bike now. Yeah, the the black diamonds at Breck were as hard, were possibly easier than the green trails at uh, Trestle. Mm-hmm. Which, going to Breck, um, they rented out... Scott Sparks, cross-country full suspension bikes versus Trek Session 8, which is like the beefiest downhill bike you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you got to feel coming into it like, oh boy, this is going to be different. Yeah. Um, I think I th- the best... Yeah, the best way that I can think to describe it is Breck is a cross-country trail that you can take a lift to get to the top of if you don't want to climb. We actually met three, or I guess met one, saw two other. So three people were biking up the downhill trails. One of them had a dog off leash, just to tell you how used these trails were. It was pretty quiet out there. Yeah, it was quiet. It it is one of those places where it was different than what we were expecting, which is why we might sound kind of disappointed. But it is a to- it would be an awesome family place like an awesome oh, yeah. bring your kids cuz they had a ton of other stuff too alpine slides they had a dude i want to try that something alpine up slide at the top. yeah there was a the, the demographic was definitely family tourist oriented so if you're a listener like hey i want to go with my kids mm-hmm. this would be a good place to spend a day or two to kind of gauge their ability level and because you're not putting the bikes on yourselves it's way easier for little kids yeah yep it was yeah, this was a place where they had taken the mountain and converted it into numerous summer activities. They had walking trails, they had biking trails, you could take the lift up to the top for like a, a viewing area, whereas Winter Park very much turns into a downhill park, and they have one walking trail and one little alpine slide, and I think like, what, mini golf? But yeah if you weren't biking you could get through everything in a day very easily there oh yeah there's like three other activities where trestle had probably 13 other things and they had like breckenridge did sorry breckenridge had like 13 other things yeah so yeah just it was a very different feel and i think if we were doing this again it would be nice to go start in breckenridge and kind of acclimate there and then go to trestle I think a big part of that, too, was that we were literally at Mountain Bike Nationals in Winter Park slash Trestle. Yeah. So we went from that to just like, I don't know, almost like a tourist cruise ship of the mountains. Well, I got done and we have the Love Trails app for supporting trails around here. And I got done riding downhill at Breckenridge on a paid ticket and it asked me to donate to the volunteer maintained trails, which was a big tell of, you know, what goes into those trails. Yeah. And for those people coming up the trails, the first time I saw it, I was like, what? You freaking idiot. What is your problem? 
Because we just came from Trestle, yeah. which that would be like... That would be suicide. I mean, you would be kicked out of the park. You would literally be kicked out. Yeah. Um, at at Breck, that is completely allowed, I'm pretty sure. I, I've looked it up later, and there were uh, trails that went around Breck, like loops, mm-hmm. that actually went up the downhill trails. And it was weird. There were, it, was, it was different. There were people walking just up the mountain, just like, I'm going to go up the mountain now. Yeah, I don't like that, but... You don't like that? Yeah, it's a um oh an erosion issue. You should stay on the trail, but then again, it's also a ski hill, so I don't know if that hill, goes yeah. out the window. But yeah, like, they just demolished all the trees. I think. Yeah, but like the flowers and stuff. I ugh. okay. That okay, made me wince. But calm down. That's my mother, by the way. She used to work for an ecologist. <laughs> I grew up hearing this stuff a lot. I'm probably conditioned, but yes, people were just walking up the mountain, not on a trail. It's fine. They were making their own trail. So, actually, the part of Breckenridge that I really, really did love was their specific cross-country trails, which we did one day downhill at Breckenridge and then one day on cross-country. And once again, I would love to say, get an Airbnb. It was amazing because the second day we just biked from our Airbnb and it was to a trail out on the east side of town that you'd actually done part of that, what, two years ago? Yeah, I randomly drove up from Boulder and mm-hmm. decided to do it, and I was zero acclimated, and it was shockingly difficult to do because of, you know, the lack of acclimation. Thankfully, we'd been out at elevation for three days when we did it. And yet, we specifically planned that of let's use the downhill bike park days as acclimation days before we try to go bike up a whole bunch, which Anthony completely put a wrench in that, but it worked really well for me. How did you like that cross-country trail? I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it started on... I Did you say that first section was actually a black diamond just with how much climbing and switchback it was? Yeah, Little Miss Perfect. It was a black diamond. Uh, I was going to say that was a, a lot of climbing in a short amount of time. But after that, it got a lot more gradual and a lot more pretty too because that was like actually still in the town really. So there's this area of Breck. Um, it's... I don't know the direction. But anyway, it's a big old valley that feeds into it. And it's got all these rocks. like these East of town. Sure. East of town we'll go with. Tons of rocks. And we rode by it and, and over it. And what it was is they had these uh, dredge dredgers that would basically just take the river, pull up all the rocks so they could find whatever. Gold, really? Gold. Uh, silver. Silver. Yeah, whatever they're looking for. And what ended up happening is there is this mountain of rock that runs in the bottom of the valley with a river underneath of it. That, like, you just can't see the river anymore. It's the, it's the weirdest thing. I highly recommend looking at it. It's just mind-boggling. Yeah, it was completely gorgeous. It was really nice after a couple of days at bike parks to just get out and be in the woods with us and our bikes. And Yeah. Yeah. And the mining history, a bunch of the cross-country trails will go by old mining sites. We found a freaking, like, house. Oh, yeah. It was like this old cabin. cabin. It was terrifying. Yeah, they just have this stuff laying around. We found a, oh, what was it called? The gold dredge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Basically where the dredge ended up that turned the whole river upside down. They have that. We biked up to the old place where like a mine shaft went in or something. And they threw a whole bunch of rock out. Yeah. yeah we had so- lunch out there. We packed peanut butter and jelly and biked up and had it with this incredible view back towards Breckenridge and then took the trail back down. Yeah, and promptly got lost. Oh, yeah. It was a good time. We ended up with a few extra 100 feet of climbing. Yeah, and a few extra angry words. <laughs> but, I mean, 
I don't know. I get lost so much. It just happens at this point. Like, oh, well, I took a wrong turn. Uh, we didn't get lost in the woods. We actually got lost in town. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, we were climbing back up on, you know, roads. That was, I was not thrilled with that part, but people out there are used to cars or are used to bikes. And on. cars. They've seen a lot of cars, too. This this is true. The cars are used to bikes. I, uh, I was not thrilled with the climbing either, but, you know. So... Anthony, there is one thing that we forgot to talk about with the Breck Downhill Day. Ah, uh, drugs. No. Oh. No. What the heck? What drugs? Uh, ibuprofen I took one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anthony's knee was not particularly fond of him this trip. Stretch, people. Would you like to tell me about your fork? <laughs> oh, my fork blew up. Yeah, so my fork was kind of dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, as evidenced by the fact that whenever I would put air in it, it would just, like, shoot oil out. <laughs> We discovered this right before Anthony's uh, race. That was kind of freaky. Like, I hope your bike holds together. Yeah. I think we discovered it before we went out there. Because I, I went to check the fork pressure and I pulled it the the air f- the fork pump off mm-hmm. and it had oil. And I was like, uh, that's not where oil goes. Yeah. So I suspected that the seals were starting to die. So as you do when you go on a bike trip, we just took an extra fork with us. <laughs> we just brought our <laughs> spare fork. Uh, our friends that we moved to Washington with, they were like, you want this fork? And I said, yeah, it's the same exact one I have. Uh, it's the women's recommended one, which... Yeah, so Anthony had to deal with putting a women's fork on his bike. So we were riding down these easy tre- trekkle? Trekkle? Breckenridge. Breckenridge. I was going to go with Trek and Trestle. Breckenridge trails. We were riding down them, and all of a sudden I hear my fork go... It sounded like... It sounded like if you were to stab your tire and then put your hand over as fast as you could. Just like... Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, that was weird. So I kept riding it down, didn't think anything of it. We got back to the top of the mountain, and <laughs> I looked, and my fork just like completely bottomed out. It had... My... As in, it went down and it did not come back up again. Yeah, my, my fork had burped air which is not a thing your fork should be able to do so i i just we just called it a day at that point uh we went back to the airbnb i swapped out for the newer fork Mm -hmm. and then we rode the cross-country day yeah which we were almost done anyhow but we uh traveled with the spare fork and a spare set of rims and it's kind of like okay well this might be a little bit overkill but also if we need it we're really gonna need it and yeah that that's why we could actually bike our last day in brick it was really funny on the subject of oil leaking into the air chamber <laughs> i uh i pumped the fork up it was the day before it blew out and then i went to do my rear shock and what happened was when I what did I do I did my rear shock so the fork pump was upside down so all the oil went kind of down toward the dial and I let a bunch a bit of pressure out and so that is where all the oil was and it just shot freaking fork oil just all over me and I was like are you kidding me we're really lucky it landed on hard surfaces in the Airbnb I'm like can we not no it landed on me (laughs) okay well you know not ruining rugs or anything like that yeah so that was my fun fork adventure, and uh, I'm going to be rebuilding a fork myself. I looked it up. It's not that hard. I mean, you have to have some specialty tools, but either I wait three weeks and spend $300 to do it myself and spend, you know, what, $75 i am up to now. Mm-hmm. And then I think some of it, well, you'll be able to reuse for a couple more fork rebuilds. Oh, yeah, dude. I've got like a whole thing of grease now. I'll be able to use that for probably till the end of time. <laughs> 
Well, that's all I have. Was there anything we forgot to mention, Jen? I don't think so. We didn't do gear talk, but you know what? Eh, that's fine. You know what? Go to Ben's thing instead of buy something. <laughs> yeah. That's, I would actually want to say again, that is one of the reasons why I could keep up with Anthony is just having the confidence that, okay, I can roll over this. I can do this drop. I can try this jump. It made it so much more fun having that confidence. Yeah. Confidence is good. Confidence is very good. Oh no, that was supposed to be the outro song. Crap. <laughs> Well, anyhow, guys, if you're heading out to Breckenridge or Trestle and want any specific advice, or if you've been there a lot and have any suggestions of what we should do next time, we'd love to hear about that. Oh, man, we're going to have so many advice about Breck. There's so many cross-country trails out there. (laughs) It is awesome. Until next time, though, you can find us on Instagram at bottom.bracket.biking. And as always, ride dirt, not mud. I forgot what I was going to (laughs) sing.